वेलकम टू गेट कोच विद सुपर कोच सुभाष सीवी द फाउंडर ऑफ रीगल अनलिमिटेड हु आफ्टर कोचिंग हंड्रेड्स टू बेटर लाइफ एंड करियर्स इज हियर टू हेल्प यू ऑन टू आर कॉन्वर्सेशन विद सुभाष गेट कोच योर सेल्फ और क्रिएट अ करियर इन कोचिंग सुभाष इज हियर टू टेल यू हाउ Ganga Priya Chakravarti was heading human resources at Ford India when she crossed the chasm to heading the organization as managing director. This was not only a shift in designations but also a shift in attitude and outlook. As a people's person was now asked to be more of a sales person. Moreover, this was during the once in a lifetime crisis of the corona pandemic. Here she interacts with master coach Subhash Sivi about how she managed the change in her mind and heart. Subhash is an expert in managing and helping individuals overcome change. As an executive coach, he has led hundreds to go beyond the perceivable limits of body and mind to discover new limits they never thought possible. Here is Ganga Priya Chakravarti, managing director Ford with Subhash Sivi, executive coach and founder of Regal Unlimited. Hi Ganga Priya, great to connect. Uh, as you already said, the context. I'll jump into the first question right away. Uh, as a former HR leader, now with the larger responsibilities, you know, how do you look at the current challenges at work? Hey, uh, thank you so much, Subhash. Nice to be here and uh, participate in this uh, podcast. I think um, every role comes with its own set of opportunities and challenges. So I really, even my present role. Uh, uh challenges and opportunities so that's really how i would uh, see it um you know let me start off by saying that i took on this role uh pretty much at the start of the pandemic and uh, so my experience of this role has also been entirely through the pandemic uh, and i don't need to emphasize uh, what a challenge this pandemic has been so i would sort of um say that you know just dealing with the pandemic and particularly from a business perspective how do we ensure that our services business continues uninterrupted while our employees health and safety are is also sort of uh, taken care of because our employees are falling sick and our business needs to continue so i think the biggest challenge has been to ensure that you know this when the pandemic has been raging in the outside world how is it that we can keep our services uh, going and how do we ensure that our employees are uh, well protected they are safe they stay healthy uh, and how are we supporting them so that they can deal with whatever challenges that they have as they continue to work and deliver on their uh, goods so i would say that that's the that's been one of the biggest we've not gotten to work team members face to face though there is a team you know all of my interactions with the team as a head of the organization has been entirely virtual so uh, while there are things that we have been able to accomplish and i must say it's thanks to the support that i have received from every member of the team uh it 
yeah and uh, we have had to sort of deal with um, a different manner of interacting and i would say that would be the second challenge so it's it's not been it's not been easy to transition from working face to face and learning to work virtually and continuing to work virtually for a long period of time mm-hmm. so i think that is the second thing that i would say and lastly is you know when you move from one role in an organization to another yes. yeah it's very important that you make uh, the transition very clear because you know as a person who used to handle hr there is a tendency to sort of get more involved in hr matters and therefore i will not be giving space to my successor in the hr role and i'm very conscious about it it's something that i have a skill set for i have the capability for i have the background for so i there is a possibility that i could spend a lot of my time on hr and focus a lot on hr and i have to be conscious that i'm not stepping on the toes of my successor so i i would say these are the three major things that have been challenges for me thanks for sharing so if you look at these three challenges and you know as you said uh, the the transition almost coincided with the pand- onset of pandemic what in in your reflecting back what would be your biggest learning so i think uh, the the biggest challenge is you know how do we ensure operations and continue continue to provide our services in an uninterrupted fashion while keeping our employees uh, safe and healthy um that's one uh, so in all of this i've noticed that you know um the biggest learning has been the power of the team Mm-hmm. and the the capability of the individual mm-hmm. yeah if you give the team the empowerment if you give them this the tools that are required for them to function if you hold employees accountable for the outcomes that they are expected to deliver um i don't think there is anything that you cannot achieve and much of it can be achieved quite easily as well so i think uh, it's really that when the team comes together and the individual feels responsible for the delivery of their work i think a lot can be achieved so i would say this has perhaps been the biggest uh, challenge uh, learning from this uh, entire uh, last 18 months so if you convert these challenges to learning and this if you have to give advice to your leaders in different verticals you you handle a big fairly large team what would be that one piece of professional advice that you would give to them yeah i do i don't know if i'm in a position to give advice but i can tell you that from my experience the things that i would tell anybody is that you know first of all remind yourself often that you cannot really address and solve problems on your own yeah very true yeah it really takes uh, uh it really takes a team to deliver uh and particularly with the pandemic where we were all learning how to deal with it for the first time yeah it was even more important to take uh points of view ideas suggestions feedback uh and get the teams to work mm-hmm. based on that so i would say that is the first thing it it really you can take help you need to take help 
And that's perhaps the way that you would be able to solve a lot of the problems. You cannot shoulder the responsibility for finding solutions to all problems all by yourself. Yes, so, and you cannot. I mean, I would think that is a little impractical to do that. The second thing is a repeat of the earlier point. You know, it really takes a team. You know, seek help, listen to others' points of views, suggestions, ideas, empower leaders and managers and employees and see how they will rally around to helping you solve a problem. So I think that's the second thing that if you empower people, if you give them clear boundaries within which they have to operate, you give them the tools and the resources that they need to deliver. I think it's pretty much, uh, it, you can put them on autopilot, I would say, mm-hmm. and they will go and deliver. And uh, I would say also that as a leader, it's very important to sort of learn from every opportunity, because you need to stay on top of the game. You can rely on the team. You can empower the team. You can say that, you know, you can't solve all the problems all by yourself. But the fact is that you need to be on top of the game. Uh, You need to uh, learn from all opportunities. You need to learn from all situations. And you also need to have a point of view uh, in any, for any situation, for any, any issue. So I think, these would be the three things. You cannot sort of rely entirely on the team and individuals. You have to be really on top of the game as well. So, so you're talking about the power of team, autopilot, despite the challenge of you know a pandemic once in a lifetime. Yes. That is oh, a yes. possibility. That's phenomenal. Yes. And also, we need to continue to learn, have a voice of your own, a clarity. Yes, absolutely. Which takes me to, uh, you know, the, the, the relevance of organization culture. I don't think you can't uh, move from command control, individual superman, superwoman performance to something that is inherent in a culture. So what are your views on organization culture playing an important role in you know these kind of situations? Yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, the crisis has taught us perhaps how important the culture is in dealing with it. Because, you know, uh, in all situations, you know, we are taught that values and principles will guide your actions. But I also believe that in a crisis situation like the pandemic, a once in a lifetime, once in a century kind of a thing, it's really only values and principles that can really give direction to uh, the actions that you will take. So I think that's that's been a very important uh, learning. The other thing is that, you know, if you keep your values and guidelines and principles uh, front and center, you also find that you get a lot of answers to questions that are troubling questions. So I would say that, you know, uh, several of the difficult questions are answered when you use your principles. I'll just give you an example. Uh, You know, my own organization, um, there are certain behaviors that we are expected to sort of... uh, exhibit, for instance, take a care for each other or put people first. Now, in a, in a pandemic-like situation, you know, I just need to sort of look back at these uh, two principles and I perhaps know what I need to do. Yeah, and therefore, it becomes a lot easier for us to initiate any kind of action that will, in, that will be in line with the principle of taking care of each other. Yeah, and putting people first. 
Yeah, and this is not about being nice to each other and all of that because we also have another principle which is like we need to compete like a challenger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's not that you know we are doing all of this with little care for the business. Sure. Yeah, and without being competitive. So if I put some of these principles together, I know what are the the basis on which I need to take actions. Plus, what are the boundaries within which I have to stay? Mm. And so, therefore, I think uh, it becomes much easier to move forward with the actions. And, you know, through the last, um, I would say, at least 12 months, I've noticed that it's really been easy for us to take actions. And we have taken several initiatives in Mm. the company, all within a short period of time, uh, primarily driven by the fact that, you know, we had these principles uh, to guide us. And everybody understands it in the same way. Yeah, everyone responds to it in a particular way. Yeah, and it's sort of been driven in the organization. And people like even Bill Ford role modeling it. Yeah. yeah. So all of these things, where it really helps to sort of emphasize and re-emphasize the value of some of these basic principles within the organization and how importantly the company takes them. So I would say that that would be the um, the one thing that I would say has been a key takeaway and how culture has really driven us uh, to deal with this challenge in a very uh, aligned way. Hmm. So, uh, you know, you, you also work outside the organization in the HR role, in the, within the HR fraternity and beyond. Do you think people have really come into the focus at the core of organization activity or are we still away from it? People first, it's, is it, is it, has it arrived truly or are we still? Uh... Yeah. So uh, I think it's an interesting question and I would say, you know, several uh, people who watch the HR space have really said that uh, the pandemic has actually been a trigger event for putting HR in a driver's seat within an organization. Yeah, and it also has shifted the focus of several organizations towards people. Yeah, because, you know, the ones that are most impacted in all of this are the people. And, you know, and several organizations have actually put people first uh, while they, you know, they had to shut down businesses and, shut down plants and things like that. And all that was for the sake of putting people first and taking care of their health and safety. So I would say in a lot of ways, perhaps we have got to a place where we believe that, you know, uh, putting employees first, putting people first has really uh, come alive uh, and had to come alive in a situation like this. Whether it will stay that way is something that we'll have to uh, watch for. But, you know, let me also tell you, I noticed through the last 18 months that something has changed in the employee-employer relationship. You know, um, if I may use the term, I think it's a lot more balanced now. Yeah, and I think the odds are sort of evenly matched between the employee and the employer. Uh, And this is particularly so when it comes to how work is delivered. Mm -hmm. 
And let me just take a step back. Prior to the pandemic, you know, a lot of organizations had a command and control, a direction-based uh, approach to dealing with employees. You know, you tell employees what to do. Yeah, I think in during this work from home situation, uh, a lot of employees have been told just do it. Um, and really, there's no way to monitor. We need to see the outcomes. Yeah, we think you are responsible and therefore you'll be accountable for what you need to do. Yeah, and therefore I think it's also empowered employees. Yeah, and taken away some of that controlling um, controlling aspect that was there in the manager's job. So, and that's why I say, I think the employer-employer relationship has become a little more balanced uh, with this work from home situation. Yeah, uh, and that also is going to be difficult to manage. It will require a different set of skills. Managers will have to reinvent themselves. And I think that's really where coaching comes into uh, play because, you know, I don't think it's going to be a situation where manager gives directions. I think managers and employees will have to have conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And it will be coaching kind of conversations that managers and employees will have because uh, there is uh, a balance in terms of the, the, in the relationship where they are equally pitted in a sense. Yeah. And therefore I think it is these conversations that will help managers to get the best out of their employees and man employees themselves will feel a lot more empowered to be able to do the kind of things that they are required to do so that they can achieve their goals. This is my view. I'm just hoping that's really how it will pan out. Uh, and therefore I think it's something that we need to uh, watch and see. Sure. I, I, I strongly feel too that coaching is more necessity now, a coaching approach to leadership. By all leaders would be more relevant now than perhaps earlier. My one yeah. final question. And uh, Subhash, a lot, lot of our investments are going to be in terms of reorienting our managers mm -hmm. to this new way of how they need to deal with their employees. We are already spending time uh, and resources to make sure that you know they have the ability to deal with the situation, whether it's through uh, coaching capabilities, uh, through sort of being empathetic about their employees. Uh, taking care of the whole self of the employee, not just the work. Yes. So these are all things that have come in over the last few months. And there is a lot more emphasis with the people leaders or managers that they need to change their styles so that some of these new ways of dealing with employees and in the workplace could be addressed. And, you know, as we move into a hybrid model, it's going to be even more difficult because there are more levers that are available and that need to be managed. So therefore, you know, dealing with ambiguity, dealing with uncertainty, uh, dealing with a day-to-day -day difference in the work patterns, all of that are something that managers will have to learn. Yeah. And I also feel the emotional impact of the pandemic is yet to come and how prepared we are. You know, I don't think we are still woken up to that realm of possibility. Yeah. One final question. I know uh, you are somebody who's made the transition from an HR role to a business role. What advice would you give to young HR leaders out there? 
that you know what they should do and be to become a business leader so you know first of all i think uh, most hr people think that the business role is beyond them um and i would say that apply to me as well so when my boss asked me if i would be interested to take a role i had so many doubts and apprehensions about taking that role uh, so whereas you know if you ask a finance person or a sales and marketing person perhaps there is no hesitation so um so i think first is the mindset itself that you know they need to believe that an hr person also can be a business leader so that is first thing the second is that you know i also find that uh, hr folks at least many that i have known really don't either spend time or focus on understanding business uh, it's very important that you speak the language of business uh, for you to even be in the in contention yeah and uh, that's very important you know you need to know what your organization produces what services they have what are some of the um, variables that impact how we deliver our work so uh, you need to understand business what is the impact of human beings how can they make a difference yeah uh, what are the levers that you have to sort of improve profitability revenues all of that uh, so you need to understand the uh, I, i'm not saying you need to understand the nitty gritties of it but you need to understand how your business runs and what are some of the principles that go behind running your kind of business so that is that is the other thing that i would uh, say in fact the third and most important thing is that you know uh, we many times think that business success is really about financial numbers market share a lot of it has to do with employees feeling motivated engaged productive yeah and who can do this better than hr folks yeah and you know uh, being a leader with hr skills perhaps is going to be it has been and it's definitely going to be one of the biggest assets that any company can have in the choice of the leader uh, because the new way of dealing with business with employees with teams requires the softer aspects um, which i think a lot of hr folks to come with so i i would say these are in my mind a uh, few things that uh, hr professionals need to keep in mind if they intend to make that transition to playing the business role sure. so thanks gangupriya for taking time to have this short chat we look forward to more such interactions in the future you stay safe and take care yeah, yeah thank you so much thank you so much for this opportunity and wish you all the very best thank you very much bye bye that's your dose of getting coached get in touch with subhash at www.regalunlimited.com or write to him at subhash@regalunlimited.com at